Hey everybody, it's Bill Courtney with an Army of Normal Folks, and we continue with part two of our conversation with Troy and Erica Andrews right after these brief messages from our generous sponsors. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're gonna get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you, here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's return to Erica and Troy on how they process being asked to adopt another child after a failed adoption. 
And I mean, he says it a little. I, I, it took me a couple of days of just it was really, lamenting. And it was raw for her. It I was, mean, yeah. I, I'm, 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 you know, I mean, obviously, I'm not as emotional as she is, and she's very empathetic, and I'm more pragmatic. And uh, you know, so you know, we come from a different perspective as it relates to that. So yeah, for her, you know, she was all in emotionally, and I kind of like. Dip my toe in. With you know? Carly, yeah. yeah. And then we said, okay, throw our book in. There were five families he was looking at. Okay, if it's meant to be, it'll be, you know, he'll pick our book. Well, over the course of the next four days, so this was like on a thir- Wednesday or Thursday, he was going to come to town. He didn't live in the town we lived in on the Sunday. Well, one by one, he eliminated four other families, the, the last one on Saturday night. And so come Sunday, there was only one family he wanted to talk to, and it was us. So that was pretty clear <laughs> that, we, that we couldn't say no. And so that yeah, was... that's true. I mean, it was like, well, let's just see how this plays out. I mean, we didn't... We were in line. We were in a group. Of, yes. We <laughs> Did just... we want to be considered? And that was even a hard, you know, hard to say yes to. But I thought, oh my gosh, there's there's four other families, including us, you know... <laughs> That almost feels like Shark Tank to me. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> so, so he he meaning the birth father, then chooses you guys as what his the, the people to adopt his child. Yes, at the time, yes, that was what he was looking for. He had been kind of single parenting her for about a year and a half. Uh, wasn't maybe going as well. He'd kind of left her with family members off and on, wasn't going, I think it wasn't easy for him, of course. He also had other influences in life that I think were making him come to this decision, but he liked that CPO offered an open adoption, so he still wanted to, you know, be involved. And so we met her and then agreed to have a weekend with her the following weekend. And so, I mean, and she was adorable. I mean, I remember asking my friend, you know, what did, you know, what does she look like? And and I, I meant be, just because. You're not supposed to tell us that. Yeah, and they don't really, you know, they're like we are not at CPO as a ministry. It's Christian ministry. Like you don't, you don't get to pick and choose. Yeah, like, there's yeah, not a, a book of babies, you know. And she's not, like, oh, you know, we can't. Lot. Yes, yeah. she said, you know, right. we can't. I'm like, oh, I know, I know. But she did say she goes, she she called me back. She said, I just said, tell me about Sophia, and he said she's blonde hair, blue eyes, and tall for her age. And I know we're all talking. This is all audio, but. Troy's like almost six, seven, and I'm, I was a blonde hair, blue eyed baby. And, and, you know, and our other girls, I always said were little traitors because they didn't look like me. So it was just kind of this, it was sort of like, it was just meant to be. And, and so we took her for a weekend, which then turned into, he wanted us to have her for a few weeks, but he was going to sign paperwork. There had to be some paperwork that had to be yeah, signed. He was like ready to do it, but I'm going to get all this paperwork signed and do all this stuff. But can you guys keep her? So we basically moved her in and thought this was going to totally move forward and kept checking. Have you been, have you gotten the papers notarized? Have you sent them in? No, no, I didn't have time today, you know, and kind of kept putting off. Well, then a few weeks into it, he was going to come to visit her and he came in, he took her, they, they took her to McDonald's for a little bit and she walked out saying, bye mom, bye dad. And then when she walked in, she was calling me Erica. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah. All right what's up? <laughs> Some, something, the something's changed here. And so we kind of got the story from him. Everyone that said, or you know, he he had people that wanted to help him. 
that this is, he just had changed his mind and he wanted to go into kind of the whole store. And I said, also, I know, are you taking her tonight? And he said, yes. And I stood up and walked upstairs and started packing her up while I kind of left Troy down there. (laughs) Yeah, she was upset. But she was upset, not in, she was angry and, and righteously angry. And so she just basically packed up all of her stuff. We put it in the car and. I saw him outside and I said, if we had to, if I had to go, we had to go through this. My children had to go through this. You were going to say that. Sorry, baby. (laughs) I didn't know if you were, she, and said, if we all had to go through this and she did too, I said, she needed, you make sure she knows what I say. She's. She was not kicked out of this house, yeah. that she was wanted, that she was not kicked out of this house because she had made a comment that she'd been kicked out of grandma's house. and Yeah, because he would, what he would do is, and I mean, he would drop her off places for like a long period of time and then come back and get her. So he would, so he dropped, so he's passing her around. And, and her perspective is she's not wanted there either. And every yes. time she leaves a place, she feels less and less wanted, which is, more and more trauma on yeah. this poor child. It was just so, so destructive on her. I mean, she was to the age, you know, when you get to, you're so impressionable in those early years until you're four, and she was almost four. You know, she was left at grandma's house for, I don't know, months, and she said grandma called me a menace, and, you know, those sorts. Of, I mean, she remembered all of these things, and already at, at her young age, she was used to getting her own meals. I mean, she would, she'd go in and, and get herself something to eat and get some cereal and, you know, just, it was crazy. I mean, you know, what she would learn to have to do on her own just to take care of herself because he couldn't, you know, I mean. And so it, obviously she came back. How, how did that happen? So, uh, he, he had her for, I don't know, a month, a couple months maybe. And then he called us back and he wanted to bring her back. Everybody and, that was going to help. Did you, everybody did you, was. Did you tell her? Did you tell him we're not your grandmother? I mean, yeah. that's not how this is going to work. Well, this is what I. This is when I took over. I kind of. Uh, I took over from here because Erica. You know, this is not. I had to be very direct with him and just said, "Look, I can't. You're not going to do this to her. You're not going to do this to my family. You're not going to do this to my wife." I said, "So you're going to sign every single document." before we take her back. And he was desperate. He was like, you know, yeah. So, so, you know, we had to hire a private investigator to go find the birth mother. I'll I'll swear to you, Troy, I was just about to say, plus (laughs) y'all still aren't over the sting of Carly and you're still considering putting yourself in this position to potentially be hurt again. And I haven't heard a word about the birth mother yet. And given what you went through with the birth father and the birth mother on Carly, I'm sitting here thinking, what are you doing about the birth mother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did, we didn't, we did not bring Sophia back into our house until everything was done. And so we we hired a private investigator. We found the birth mother. She was living in Indiana, and uh, we set a court hearing date. We notified her. She came. She drove all the way down from Indiana to the court hearing date in Oklahoma. Contested it to, to, to contest it or, you know, I mean, she, you know, and so she showed up, she, she She contested and that ended that part, that, that day. So that was like early July, I think of, of that year. 
And then we, I sat outside the courtroom with her for about an hour and a half, two hours, her asking me questions. And because we knew we didn't want to, yes, we said, we can't just take this child if there's this mom out there who might be looking for a child or whatever. But she showed up with a black eye and missing front teeth. I was like, okay, we're going to rescue this child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. She was, she, was so, messed. she was a little messed Yeah. Up. She was coming from a hard time. And so I talked to her for an hour and a half, two hours that day. Um, and just ex- talked to her about what an open adoption looked like. Um, she had a she had another son that was older than Sophia that was being cared for by her parents. So she had a lot of questions and she wanted to see the house. Yeah. So we, I got halfway home because this took place in a town about forty five minutes away. And she, I'm about halfway home, and I get a call, and she said, "So if I would decide to do this, could I come and see where she would live?" And so she drove. Would have been out of her. Uh, and she had to be no. back to work the next day. Like the, she, her plan was, her and her, this boyfriend was to be all the way back to Indiana by the next day. So she came out of her way and drove to our house, and came and stayed for about an hour or so. Um, just wanted to see, like, if I if I decide to do this, you know. And so of course the room was still intact, everything was still kind of as it was. And so she did that and said she was going to think about it. And then it was about. Three or four days later, she contacted our attorney and said that she she would agree to the adoption. And so then that next court hearing was set for the end of July. And that's when everything got finalized. And Adam had already signed. Whoops. All of the the birth birth father father had already signed all of the documents and everything. So we just needed her to agree. So she agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia's now your daughter. You're past the legal part, which means everything's perfect and rosy and beaver cleaver, right? For the most part, yes. For the most part. (laughs) Oh, come on, guys. There's no way a child that has been through all of that and is already held at this point, three or four? She had just had her fourth. Yeah, she turned four just a few weeks after we we took her Yeah, there's no way a four-year-old that knows how to go get her own cereal gets put into this new environment and acclimates immediately. This had to have been tough. We'll be right back. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Chris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We we thought, though, we already had a, a planned vacation with multiple families, you know, Disney World, Disney Cruise, and just thought, this is going to be so amazing. Disney's terrible. Out. When I took my kids, it was the most miserable <laughs> nine days of my life. <laughs> oh, bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it. Are you saying shortly after the adoption, yes. you guys decided to take everybody to Disney? Yes, apparently yeah. I didn't read the part in the book that says, you know, you should cocoon for a year, when, especially when you bring an older child and you shouldn't do anything that's <laughs> a big, you know, vacation and lots of, you know, stimulation. And we didn't, I didn't see that part in the book. So, yeah, we took our, you know, on a Disney cruise and on a, um, like two, a month or month and a half, like it was September. That's so like close. the next month, um, did this whole thing and... As Troy, you can share always, this part. I always tell people every single girl in our family cried on that trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it was terrible. My gosh. It was terrible. When we got back, I mean, she was a nightmare, and uh, it was it was unbelievable. She was so adorable, oh, like my gosh. giant, big blue eyes, and we put her in a Cinderella, Cinderella outfit, and she just looked. Charming. I mean, people would just like gasp when they saw her and she looked so beautiful and they didn't know back in our stateroom, you know, we were all like pulling our hair out and, (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. But we get home and we got home really late the night before we crash and go to bed the next morning, get up. She's of course hungry because that was always her First thing in the morning, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And so she's sitting up at the little bar in the kitchen and I haven't had my coffee yet. And she kind of makes a 
wow. And I go, what? And we some people had kind of gotten a little stomach bug. And I thought, oh, no, she's not feeling good. And I go, what's the matter? She goes, man, she goes, I'm so glad to be home. And it was the first time that I thought, oh, my gosh, like maybe. <laughs> well, you know, when you think about it, here's what here's what would happen to her. Every time Adam would drop her off somewhere, he would build that place up. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be great. You're going to have so much fun with grandma. You're going to, and then he would leave her for three months or, or however She long. thought she might be left at Disney. Yeah. 100%. She was, she was she waiting, was waiting for us to leave her somewhere. Fight or oh flight the whole time we were there. <laughs> Bless her little heart. She was, she, and she can't control that. I mean, she was just in complete frazzle mode. And to be, to be honest with you, to this very day, we go to Disney every year at least once. And, okay, uh, y'all really are nuts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that we are. <laughs> and uh, she still, still struggles. Gets unregulated. Gets when unregulated we're in... when we go when we go on trips. And she's fourteen. Yeah. You know. And if that doesn't speak to at the top of this show, we talked about you know the 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 trauma of abandonment for children. Mm. If that doesn't speak to it, despite the fact that. She's been 10 years in a loving, caring home with sisters and and all that she needs and probably a lot that she wants in Disney trips once a year, but she still struggles with with that the pain of the abandonment that she learned as as a child. And it's a very real thing and I believe it's a it's a, it's a trauma in our society today. Absolutely. And she doesn't the, the and the worst part about it is she can't recognize it. I mean, she does. She knows that I'm I'm off and I'm I I don't I don't like this, you know. But it's it's so ingrained in her mind and so deeply seated that it's not like she's aware like there's self-awareness there. Like she doesn't understand that she's being snappy and snippy and and talking back to us and argumentative and you know, she just is and she's really just happy to go sit in the room. I mean, if if we kind of get into a situation where it's like we're where she's kind of escalated things, she she really just wants to go back. She'll she'll be like, I'm ruining the vacation. I just want to go back to the room and just you know. And she'll spend a day in the room or so, and she'll get regulated, and then she's fine. You know why? Because at the end of the day, she knows that you guys will always be a constant for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, one of the things that we used to do after we kind of figured this out early on, you know, is, is if she would get unregulated, we would just grab her face and get in her face and say, you're coming home with us. We're not leaving you here. You're, you're going to be fine. We're going to have fun, you know, and she likes to, she really likes to know what the plan is mm-hmm. because she wants to know, okay, what are <laughs> we doing? May, she wants to make sure the shoe's not dropping at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. She can't help it. I mean, she really can't. And she, she's a, She's at least old enough now where she's aware of I'm um, I'm a little unregulated and I'm making everybody mad and I'm mad and just let me stay in the room, you know, today. And she'll just stay in the room and watch cartoons or re- listen to draw. a book or draw or whatever and then she's fine. But she doesn't want to ruin our vacation. I mean, she's extremely kind, spirited. Like she cares about people, you know, very empathetic. And so she's, she's pretty amazing. Um, so I know that Sophia, you know, was a challenge at first and the first Disney was a disaster, but she is a gift also. Um, tell me about, 
tell me about what she's what she did in those early days or or as as she became more and more comfortable with you as her constant family tell me about one of your proudest moments uh, well I, I think our proudest moment just happened been, yes i was going to say <laughs> oh bless her heart um she this is this so sweet and do you want to tell her or do you want me no, to no please i mean just you know she Again, very empathetic, and um, my 98-year-old great-grandmother just passed away last week, and I was fortunate enough to be there um, when she crossed over into heaven. And before I left, I ran upstairs to tell Sophia, hey, Daddy got me an early flight. I'm leaving in the morning, so I probably won't see you, but I'm going to go be with Grandma. And the next morning, Troy woke up. I'm trying to get ready. I'm showering. He, He had gone out to the coffee pot and there was a note, a little post that said, give this to mommy. And it was a letter written by her. So I had said goodnight to her at 10 and I don't know how long it took her, but she had taken a devotional out of her Bible and wrote the whole devotional out um, about a girl who had had um, loss in her life. And then she said, um, she said, and mommy, here's some Bible verses for you for on the plane. And then at the end of it, she said, you know, you've always been there for me, mom. And I wanted to return the favor. And it was, it wow. was just this, I mean, it, it was, just, so were you pages. a blubbering mess? It was four pages long in this tiny, tiny writing. And just that she had spent, I don't know how long that oh, night it had to have taken her hours writing to that to make sure I had that in the morning. So I had something on the plane and it was just, it's one of those things. I mean, just proud of her, but also just kind of like, Oh, this is, this is working. You know, like she's, she's coming into her own and, and, and really acknowledging, you know, this can be a very thankless job in a lot of ways because you're the adults and they're the, you know, they're the, the trauma child or they're the ones that have been, been, come from a hard place and you're, the changes and the improvement sometimes are so incremental. It's hard to see it when you're day to day. And then sometimes big things like that happen and, and it makes you just realize it gives you that energy. It gives you that yeah. reassurance, did you, you know, did that you ball. I, I mean, did you yeah. cry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me just tell you, she balls at, at Hallmark commercials. So yeah, she balls. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I, that would have, I would have torn me yes, up. Yes, it mean, was. It and, was. And, and a, you know what it is, y'all. It's proof positive that you're doing it right because being a constant for her, she she's paying that forward to her to her mom. I mean, that's so sweet. Yeah, uh, it was precious. It, it, it I, I can't even tell you how, just, how much that. She meant. she you know one of the things I take her to school a lot, and then Erica picks her up, and uh, you know it's a it's a twenty minute drive to the school and, and, uh, you know, she always talks about how she wants to be a mom. I want to be a mom and I want to have this many kids and I'm going (laughs) to, wow. She has it all planned out. That's (laughs) awesome. That really is. So, you know, the story's amazing y'all. Um, you know, an army of normal folks where an army of normal folks comes is I'm of the mindset that, um, the government has proven woefully inadequate in caring for the most disadvantaged among us. And the, yeah. the smart talking heads in suits in D.C. and on the press um, are not going to be the answer to what ails our culture and society. Rather, it's just going to be folks like you who decide that 
that they have the means and the willingness to fight through some of their own emotional scars and pain to do something good in the world. And yeah. in your words, to be a constant um, for someone else. And, you know, I, I, I am, and I think the people that hear this will just be in awe of the of the grace and the love that you that you that you've shown. We'll be right back. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, 
a friend of mine, I'd, I'd like to get your reaction to this. A friend of mine has said repeatedly that there's over 400,000 places of worship in the United States, and there's 400,000 children in the United States in foster care. And if simply one person from each place of worship in the United States took in a foster child and made them their own, that there would be no need for foster care and there would be no orphans in our country anymore. What do you, what do you think about that comment? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I do think that, that, that you have to be called to do this. I mean, God cl- clearly called us and, and, and as such, I believe equipped us and we're, and we're not, we haven't been perfect. We've failed a lot and we've had to come to Sophia and, ask for forgiveness and, and lots of times to be honest with you. And we've looked at each other and have said, what did we do? What, what are we doing to our family? Why are we doing, I mean, there's lots of those days, but there's a lot of good days too. Um, but I would tell you that probably our, our favorite verse in the Bible is James one twenty seven. What is pure and undefiled religion to feed the orphans and widows? And, and to keep them pure from the world. And uh, that's, you know, to me, you know, if I look at it from a different perspective and just reading that, it's like, to me, that says that almost all other practices of religion are defiled by man in some way. But this is pure. This is, you know, so we just, that's always been kind of our, our verse that we've, focused on really early on in our marriage to be honest with you and it's just uh you know so i i guess i guess i'm taking a long way about it to uh, agree with what you say is that people can do it and and they're and i just i never want people to feel like they're they feel guilty if they don't do it i get that you know i i've i've coached a lot of football and volunteered and and had some success with not only on the field, which is not the important part, but the kids off the field and often get asked, you know, how do you do that? Or, you know, and to me, it was pretty simple. That's what I felt called to do. Um, and it's primarily because of something Erica said earlier, she hit the nail on the head. The, the, the men in my life that were constant and that were my mentors and that mattered to me the most were my coaches. And so, when you go into the inner city and volunteer in places that there's large fatherlessness, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a give back for me. And it's also very easy for me, but I wouldn't suggest a lot of people do it because it's really hard as heck to do and to do well. And, and it, there's a lot of misery involved in it. So I, I hear you. What you're saying is what you've done is not for everybody, but what I did was not for everybody, but the thing about being a part of the army of normal folks is not doing what I did or what you did. It's just doing what you're good at so that you can be a constant for someone else so that you can be a positive influence for somebody else. And if we had an army of people, I talk about the 400,000 houses of worship, that would be an army of people. If we had an army of people just serving simply serving one more person in their community and being a constant in your words for them. Think about the positive effect we could have in society and culture today. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
And you guys have done that not once, but twice. And I would argue that, that you're crazy for having done it twice, considering the first thing that you went through, but you're crazy in a beautiful, wonderful way. And it's inspiring what you've done and your family's awesome. Well, I, you know, the thing about it is, is I think what we, another thing that we learned going through what we went through, even as young, like, like going through the trauma of divorce and all those things is through hard things, there's always good. And so there's always good that's going to come of it. And you look back on it. I mean, if we wouldn't have made the decision, we wouldn't have Sophia in our lives. We wouldn't see, you know, we are truly convinced that we've saved her. You know, we don't know. You know, she has dyslexia, she has ADHD, and, and, you know, we've been able to help her with that. And, you know, so she's extremely gifted and extremely intelligent. But if, but a lot of, a lot of kids that have dyslexia and ADHD, if they don't have the tools or somebody to help them with the way their mind works, then they think that they're stupid and they they just embrace the stupid and they live their life that way but she's she's you know there's a lot of people out there that are extremely gifted amazingly gifted that have dyslexia because they're so they're complex problem solvers and she has that ability in her to think outside the box and to you know never stop trying to figure stuff out and uh hopefully we've been able to help her with that well and you know i hear that and what a blessing she's been to you because those are things you now know about the human condition that you would have not known had it not that's been so you. true you know it's crazy that i have after her and all that we've been through with figuring this out I literally have about eight friends of mine that I didn't even know that they were dyslexic and ADHD because they never would tell me that. And, and isn't that the payoff, y'all? Yeah. When when it's, you do when you do step out and and you do join the army of norm, of normal folks and you do try to do small extraordinary things and you do try to be a constant for somebody and you do try to give back, isn't it true that? The payoff is it comes back to you in spades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the hard things bring good things, you know? And right. It, and it does pay off. It, it's, there's no question. Participate in life, you know? Yep. I do remember this one moment. I told you Carly was a little on the colicky side and I remember rocking her in the rocking chair that I'd rocked my other girls in and just sitting there, you know, and just kind of going, Lord, how did, you know, how did I get here? You know, it was really pretty amazing. And, and I just remember him gently just telling me that I did not call you to the mission field of Africa. I called you to a rocking chair. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I think that that just what you're doing with, um, with your mission here, I oh, hope it, yeah, the coaching that. and just even doing this podcast is just, it is to inspire people to, do what they can where they are, you know, do with what you, what abilities you've been blessed with and what means you have. And, and I, it doesn't ha I think we sometimes get caught up. Well, I could never do that. I could never, you know, I mean, I, we have friends that have sold everything and moved to Africa or moved overseas. And I just think, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And like you said, with your coaching, I could never do that. But there is, 
I think God has a special mission for all of us in some way or another. And sometimes it's just being a mom sitting on the floor with their kids and, you know, day after day, or it's, you know, it, it can be something little. It doesn't have to be big, but I like, I love what you're doing with your project um, as well, because the government is not the solution, but it is people out there, um, I think, just doing their best for humankind. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are doing your part and you're inspirational. And I, I think that is profound that you, you weren't called to the fields of Africa. You were called to a rocking chair. And if that doesn't say that the most average person doing the most average thing can have profound effects on another person's life in the simplest of ways, nothing does. And it's, it's a beautiful example of what we're talking about. Appreciate that. I, I want to ask one more thing. For any listeners out there who's thinking, you know what, I, I'd like to, I'd like to actually consider and and step up and and at least examine what what you guys have done. Is there is there any way that they could reach out to you? Would you be willing so that anybody listening to us that that might want to 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 step out and do this in their own lives, maybe there's an outlet for them to to find out more. Probably I'm the probably better contact in my email. Someone would like to reach out is Andrews93 at MacMAC.com. Yeah, Erica, Erica does a lot of support group work with, uh, with uh, you know, families that have, yeah. you know, made I an started a, a, a foster and adoptive mom support group um, when I moved here. I had a group of moms when we lived in Tulsa, and now we're in the Dallas area, and that was just something... That was missing, I thought, for me, was having other moms and other moms to walk through and have kind of a safe space because it is not easy to foster or adopt. Yeah, but um, So I, I do have a support group here in the, in the Dallas area, too, as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, we know how to reach you. We know how to find out how to do it. And we now have an unbelievable story about selflessness and giving and grace and unconditional love and a commitment to simply being constant for somebody. You guys are amazing, and I've enjoyed our time together. Oh, we've enjoyed it, too. Thank you so much. We're honored that you would ask us to tell our story. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for joining us this week. If Erica and Troy or another guest has inspired you in general, or better yet, to take action by starting the adoption process, supporting an adoptive family or something else entirely, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You can write me anytime at bill at normalfolks.us and I will respond. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends and on social, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, become a premium member at normalfolks.us. All these things that will help us grow an army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'll see you next week. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.